You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to McChesney Unchained, a new show on the BS in Denver podcast network. Before we jump into it, we want you to know that this is a little different than our other shows. Matt McChesney is going to give you an uncensored take on what's going on in the football world. And if you have kids around, you may want to listen to this at another time. McChesney's opinions do not represent those of BS in Denver, but they are real. And they come from a CU legend who spent six years battling in the NFL trenches. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. I'm a soldier, these soldiers hold up so much, they won't budge. I'll never fall the fuck up. I'm a soldier, even if my collarbones crush or crumble, I will never slip or stumble. I'm a soldier, these soldiers hold up so much, they won't budge. I'll never fall the fuck up. I'm a soldier, even if my collarbones crush or crumble, I will never stumble. I spit it slow so these kids know that I'm talking to them. Give it back to these damn critics and sock it to them. I'm like a thumb with a little bit of pocket. You motherfuckers can never do it like I can do it Don't even try, you look stupid, do not pursue it Don't ever in your life try to knock the truest I spit the illest shit ever been dropped into it This is McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network And we are going to spit fucking fire all day today on Wednesday Welcome to the show on BSN Denver Podcast Network BSNDenver.com I'm your host, Matt McChesney, coming to you from 6-0 Studios at Colorado's premier training facility, 6-0 Strength and Fitness. We call this place The Bridge because if you got a goal, we can get you there. That is the bottom line. Over $20 million in scholarships uh, for college football players out of 6-0 Strength and Fitness. We do not mess around here, so check out the website at 6-0 Strength.com, and if you have a goal... We can get you there, whether it's weight loss, whether it's uh, competition, whether it's powerlifting, whether it's Olympic lifting, whether it's personal training, whether it's boxing and MMA. My, my brother, uh, light heavyweight MMA pro Zach McChesney is our boxing coach in here. We offer that. We have a full training room with hot tub and cold tub and elevated leg sleeves. Uh, we have an elite film room for any and all football study. Uh, and the mental side of the game. And then, you know, we've put a ton of guys in college football programs over the last eight years and $20 million in scholarships uh, out there. And we've got a bunch of offers in the room right now. And we are just overall uh, dominating the, the front range here at Six Zero Strength. So this is uh, McChesney Unchained. We are coming to you live from Six Zero Studios on uh, BSN denver.com the bsn denver podcast network we got a huge show for you today uh we got kyle turley as a guest talking about the nfl and, and concussions and uh, neuro xpf his fantastic company that we're endorsing here at six zero strength moving forward and going to be selling out of the out of the uh the the front of the of the shop here in the front of the lab and we're really excited about that we'll talk about that product and everything that they can do to benefit uh athletes and non-athletes here on the front range so that's why we're bringing it to you uh we're going to talk with 
former Buffalo and current Bronco Phil Lindsay about the Baltimore uh, Raven game and what happened with him in that contest and just, you know, quick 10 questions with Phil Lindsay here at 60 Studios at 60 Strength and Fitness. Remember to follow us at BSN Unchained on Twitter and at 60 Strength on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the website at 60 Strength for any and all training questions and needs. All right, let's get straight into this. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about the NFL as a whole here right off the bat because – Look, the NFL has a, a problem right now with identity. They want to be physical and they want to appease to their roots, but they can't. They can't do it because all their money's wrapped up in quarterbacks. The quarterbacks drive the league. They drive fantasy football. ESPN drives fantasy football and the propaganda and the, you know, really is it that bad when you've got, you know, double the amount of roughing penalties in two in three weeks that there were last year in three weeks and 34 to 16. And it's just not a good look for the NFL right now. Guys are still getting hurt. Maybe not at the same rate, but they're still going to get hurt. Aaron Rodgers is still hurt even with the rule change. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo still tore his ACL even with the rule change. You're going to get hurt. It's football. You can't take away the physicality and the ferocious nature of it. It's just not possible. And as long as the quarterbacks are going to be treated differently, as long as the quarterbacks are going to be taken care of differently, as long as a skill player's brain is more important than a than a lineman's brain, as long as that continues to happen, we're going to have these problems because it doesn't matter if I pull at guard and knock some some you know linebacker silly, and where he knocks me silly, no one cares. That's that's helmet to helmet and ferocious. But if you touch a quarterback these days, it's a personal foul, and you're getting fined, and not only that, you're getting tagged as a dirty player and all this other bullshit that's just not true. So I don't know where the NFL goes from there, but it was interesting to hear Kyle Turley's take on it, and it's awesome to be doing business with him and his company, uh, neuroxpf.com. And uh, he's one of my idols, a guy that I really looked up to uh, when I played ball. And uh, I love the ferocious nature he brought to the game, and I tried to mimic that as much as humanly possible. Um, remember, the, the Baltimore-Denver game for the 6-0 top six is up right now at bsndenver.com. It's the first time that we've given you the six plays, and we'll run down those six plays uh, and try and give you as much information as possible. So go to bsndenver.com and check out the 6-0 top six. It's the first week we're doing it. We're going to post it on social media throughout the week as well at 6-0 strength uh, on Twitter and Instagram and then at BSN Unchained on Twitter as well. All right, so Le'Veon Bell. Do you trade Le'Veon Bell if you're Pittsburgh? How can you not? He doesn't want to play there. He's not going to show up. If he does show up week 10, you're going to get a shell of himself, in my opinion, or maybe you'll get a refreshed animal that helps you win. Uh, Pittsburgh figured it out Monday night and got a close 30-27 to victory. Fitzmagic was in the second half, not the first half. He threw three picks, two of which weren't his fault, but they're th- still three picks. I think Tampa Bay is going to be fine. They're, they're a good football team. They're getting better. This year may not be their year, but we'll see. I think you have to roll with uh, Fitzmagic as long as you can. But when it comes to Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers, he he can't restructure anywhere. If he gets traded, he can't get any more than he's already supposed to get. He's losing money week in and week out right now. He's not putting himself in a position to make more. He's still going to get paid at the end of the year regardless. I think all that can happen right now is he can hurt himself. Why not just go back and play? Or not. Just tell everybody you're going to sit the season out if you're going to and don't hold Pittsburgh over the fire. 
in, in regards to bringing you back. Now, if you want to get paid, do whatever you got to do, Le'Veon, to get your money, whatever you think is best. Because you're a special player and you're holding the hammer, so do it. At the same time, though, I understand where the Steeler teammates are coming from. They're disgruntled and pissed off, but don't talk about another man's money. The minute they did that, I immediately took Le'Veon's side. So whatever he wants to do here, uh, do it. Um, holding your, your teammates to the fire for 10 weeks to see if you're going to come back, it's kind of fucked up, but it is what it is. This is a business, and you got to get your movie check, so go good at 2-6. Uh, if the Broncos could get Le'Veon Bell, would I go with that? Um Depending on what we had to give up, yeah. I mean, I, I'd definitely pick up the phone and have a conversation. I'm not going to say no to a to a phone call, uh, especially for a guy like fucking Le'Veon Bell. That dude, that dude's an absolute beast. So we'll see what happens there. Um, the Jerry Jones quote: "The NFL has changed, uh, you know, because of the roughing penalty, and it's changed the game more than any other rule up to this point." I think that's the point, Jerry. I think they're trying to change the game, and they're trying to figure out how to massage the, the the middle so the the base doesn't freak out and stop watching football because it's not football anymore and you know all the soccer moms driving around worried about CTE uh in a in a 12-year-old kid playing tackle football that shouldn't be playing tackle football anyway and how do we appease to her as well so she'll buy a, so she'll buy jerseys too I don't think you can make everybody happy so we'll see I I, I don't know it, it is what it is um Jerry Jones uh, talks out of the side of his face a lot. He says one thing and then the next week says another. I don't know. Maybe he's getting a little up there and can't remember what the fuck he's talking about. Maybe he needs some neuro XPF so he can remember what the hell is going on. Um, We'll we'll see what happens there. But I, I think that they were trying to change the game and that's kind of the point. So nice quote. Um, I don't understand why you can't be physical and protect the quarterback. And also, isn't it the offensive line's job to protect the fucking quarterback? I mean, you're really bailing out the lineman here. And as a guy who played both ways in the NFL, I I think it's cheap. I mean, yeah, roughing is roughing. If you spear a quarterback, cool. Then call it. If it's blatant and obvious and you're really trying to destroy him, call it. But these are not calls where guys are getting hurt. These are clean football plays where you're just penalizing somebody for doing their job. And it's taking away from the game significantly, in my opinion. I dig the physicality of it. That's why I played. I wanted to punch people in the fucking mouth. That's why I played. I taped my hands up and went out and got to assault people, and they gave me a scholarship for it. And then I got a a pension for it. So I'm of the mindset that even though my body aches when I wake up every morning, I wouldn't do it any other way because this is the game that I chose. This is what I signed up for. I didn't get drafted. I didn't, like, go and... And just be like, oh, well, I don't really want to play football, but they're going to take me anyway. It's not, I'm not going to fucking Vietnam. It's an opportunity, and it's, it's, a, it's a, a great thing to play in the NFL. And it's allowed me a ton of, of advantages in my life that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And it's why I do what I do now, trying to help guys steer through this bullshit correctly at 6-0, whether they're high school kids or pros, whether it's Connor McGovern and Billy Turner and Ron Leary and Paradis and Sam Jones and Ryan Jensen and Mike Pinnell and Ben Garland and all these other dudes that I work with at 6-0 on, on a routine basis, yesterday included, Tuesday, which is a work day at 6-0, we get down, to the high school kids that are trying to find their way, to guys who have 15 scholarship offers, to guys that have two. 
everybody's going to have to maneuver through the same minefield. So I'm trying to help guys do it right. Taking away the ability to play the game from the defensive player is not doing it correctly. Just having rules that protect one group of players and the quarterbacks primarily, skill players and quarterbacks, is bullshit. It's bullshit. My brain's not as important as Ben Roethlisberger's. Don't answer that. <laughs> so we'll see, man. And reality-wise, this is what it comes down to. Fuck fantasy football. Fantasy football is for the birds. I'm a lineman. I could give a shit about how many points your fucking quarterback gets on Thursday night football, all right? Fantasy football, just like social media, is destroying the fabric. Fantasy football is destroying the fabric of football. Social media is destroying the fabric of people. Um, fantasy football and and... You know, the money made off of it and the popularity that it's gained and all these armchair quarterbacks sitting on their sofa every Sunday glued to their phones trying to figure out how to maneuver this and maneuver that so they can win their fucking fantasy league for their office job. You are destroying this. You are, you're the reason. You and the quarterback club, apparently, uh, uh, as, as far as Kyle Turley is concerned, the quarterback club and fantasy football has destroyed football. And I agree. Fantasy football is is a oh, it's a destructive force and I hate it. I despise it on a cellular level. I think it's terrible. I could give a shit about it. And honestly, it's taking away from the game. I so we'll leave it there. But fuck fantasy football. Um Where do we go from here? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to change rules in the middle of the season. I don't know if, if they even would. I don't know if they need to. Maybe they just need to stop calling it. Or maybe they just need to make egregious penalties egregious. But I understand that you want to keep people safe. I can't watch games that are this penalty-filled. It's not fun. It's not entertaining. It's annoying. And it sucks. And I don't feel like... You're letting them play football. I feel like it's just a bunch of – this is how I feel. All the refs are guys that, like, couldn't play past high school maybe or, like, maybe even couldn't play in high school, and they're pissed off about it, and they're so angry about it that they are going to be the the guys that institute the penalties, and they're just out there throwing shit. Oh, he touched him, throw it. Oh, he slapped him on the helmet, throw it. Oh, he grabbed his shoulder – Pad, throw it. Oh, he did this, throw it. I mean, penalties are just raining out of the sky. The first play on Monday Night Football, the kickoff return was a penalty, and no one even took it out. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm over this. And if it's an egregious penalty, then call it. But if it's not, keep the fucking flag in your pocket and let these guys play football. All right, so I want to talk to you about one of our new sponsors here on on uh, McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network, and that's Wearbands. Uh Wearbands, go to wearbands.com and check them out. Wearbands is a great uh, training tool for everybody here at 6-0. The Dungeon family uses it. It's a, it's a belt that goes around your waist, and it's got resistance bands that run all the way to booties that go into your shoes. And it does a great job of force you know, output from the floor to wherever you're going. Uh, it, it helps with lateral athletes transitioning off the inside of your foot and staying square and making sure your toes stay square and dorsiflexed. Uh, 
so so you can get the most force output from the floor out on when you're running and when you're jumping. Uh, it's a great product, and I highly recommend it. Check out wearbands.com. We have it here at six zero. Uh, if you go to the website, the promo code six zero twenty will get you twenty percent off any wearbands uh, uh, setup, and they've got a bunch of different stuff. So go check it out. And big ups to wearbands for their sponsorship of McChesney Unchained and everything they do here at six zero strength. All right, so. Uh, we brought in my man Phil Lindsay uh, the other day. We had a nice interview with him. Um, before we bring you Phil here from uh, Six Zero Studios here at Six Zero Strength and Fitness, I've been working Phil with Phil for a while. I've known him for a long time. You know, obviously he's a buff and I'm a buff. We're both kind of very similar mentality. We're both dogs. We both have zero fuck around. We want guys to go out and work hard and kick ass. We're not real big on excuses. Anybody out there that's telling, trying to convince me that Phil Lindsay was intentionally throwing punches, you're a fucking moron. All right? You know damn well that kid is not that kind of guy. And I would ride with Phil Lindsay in any dark alley at any time back to back. That's my dude. And I'll defend him till the end of the earth. So don't come at me with any bullshit about Phil Lindsay being dirty. It's just not fucking true. So don't do it. You know damn well that he flew into a pile, and maybe he was wrong for that, but so was Ron Leary then, and so was Jefferson from Baltimore, and so was the other guy that went in first. The Ravens and the Broncos don't like each other none too much. That's a loose ball in a heated game with a team that's 1-1 one and one and 2-0, and oh, and this is, a, this is a, 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 a game that's going to have playoff implications. The Broncos are up, and they're driving, and the ball's on the ground. He went in there and tried to knock the ball out, and you can see him blatantly trying to punch the ball out, and they kick him out of the game for that this is another circumstance of over refereeing refs that are angry that they don't get to play or whatever the reason and they're gonna throw another flag i mean save it save it warn the kid he's uh, an undrafted rookie it's his third game it's his first row game ever give him a warning and tell him he can't do that don't kick him out and ostracize him and make him look like the bad guy that's bullshit and that's the, that's what the nfl does they're constantly making guys look like bad guys and it's just not true so phil Lindsay, we support you here at six zero we support you here in the mile high city we want you to keep playing like a dog and playing like the animal you are uh, you're a much much welcomed change to that backfield back there and the spark that denver has needed for many many years so we're going to bring you uh phil's interview here on mcchesney unchained on the bsn denver podcast network and uh let us know what you think remember you can always interact with us at BSN Unchained on Twitter and at Six Zero Strength on Twitter and Instagram. So here's uh, here's my man Phil Lindsay uh, from the other day in studio here at Six Zero Studios, and uh, we'll be right back here on BSN Unchained on the Denver Podcast Network. And it is my pleasure to welcome in Phil Lindsay to McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Uh, Mile High's own, Denver South's own, Colorado Buffalo, Denver Bronco, number 30, Phil Lindsay. Phil, what the fuck's going on, man? What's up, man? How, you How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me on the show, man. Yeah, man. It's good to have you in here. Um, all right. So right off the bat, dude, tell me, look, I, I finished my career with the Broncos here after playing with the Buffs and being a hometown kid playing at Niwot. Talk about your ride here, bro. I remember on draft day telling you, you know. They, they just picked Williams just to piss you off. You remember that? Yeah. Craziness, right? Just to talk about this roller coaster so far and and just the the beginning of your rookie year. Yeah, it's been a it's been a roller coaster, like you said. It's it's been a lot of ups and downs, but it's crazy. That's just how life works though. That's 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 how the society is. You gotta go at it every day the same. And uh, you know, it started off, you know, 
when I first, you know, in high school, I hurt my knee right before I got to college. And, uh, you know, it was hard then. You know, it was hard to come back from that. And I didn't even think I was going to be able to play football again after that incident because of how my rehab was going. Got into college, and, you know, it took some time. It took some, some growing pains for myself to, to, to understand, uh, you know, understand myself, understand what, what the coaches wanted. And, you know, as time went on and as I got older, I understood what I needed to do and, and what I had to do to get to the to the next level. And one thing that I love about you, Phil, is is your just pure passion for the game. I remember last what was it two years ago now? It would have been training camp your senior year at CU. I, I was up watching practice, and you had just got done running nine on seven drills or whatever, and you were off the field and. We were talking shop, and you were like, man, we just need some fucking dogs out here. We need some yeah. dudes. We got to go out there and get this this year. And I always say this to the dudes I played with at CU, but mm-hmm. you're, you're, the, you're the quintessential dude that we look for back in the day. Like, you're the exact kind of dude that would fit in perfectly with those old school Gary Barnett and, and uh, Coach Mack teams because of that personality you bring to the field. What drives that, bro? Where, where does this dog mentality come from? Because you know this. Not everybody has it. Exactly. You know, a lot of people don't have it. It's something that you have to, to have, you know, something that you have to be around for a long time and understand. And, you know, my family's like that. You know, I, I, I've been raised by a father and my uncle who was – you know, they coached me all my life, and uh, you know, and they teach you how to be a dog, pretty much. They they teach you, you know, this stuff's not easy. You know, I didn't go to uh, like um, Cherry Creek School or Valor. I was in the DPS, and you know, a lot of people disrespected the DPS. They looked down. Still do. And still do to this day. But that's what made me. You know, there's nothing better than being on the bottom and rising up to the top. That's there's no better feeling than that. And you have to be a dog. And you have to have a certain mentality. To be able to want to do that, and that's just like going to Colorado after uh, many years of, of success. You know, Colorado went down a little bit. You know, and, and pokes, a lot of programs do that at times. But to be able to sit there and, and understand the tradition and, and want to be a part of that and want to make it great again, like that, it takes a lot. It's easy to go somewhere else and just play, but to be somewhere else and help rebuild. There's nothing, no better feeling than that. And you can hang your hat on the fact that you were part of that change up there. You, oh, yeah. you, you were part of that pillar. If anything, I'd say you are that foundation piece that built, uh, you know, the the South Championship and all the momentum moving into this year. So yeah. let's talk about the bus a little bit, man. The three and zero, they go and beat CSU. They beat Nebraska. They whip New Hampshire's ass, and now they got UCLA and Folsom on Friday night. Uh, you play on Monday night against Kansas City. I'm yeah. sure you're going to go up to Folsom Friday and, and support your boys yeah, if you can. If I can, I definitely will. I, look, I played UCLA in non-conference games twice. I always thought they were soft as butter. Soft as butter. And I, I know last year that game in the Rose Bowl pisses you off, and it yeah, pissed definitely. me off. Talk about the UCLA rivalry here a little bit. I yeah. think that there might be a little rivalry no, brewing with the Bruins. UCLA, you know, they, they do. They come in there, and they play us tough. We play them tough. I, Me, honestly, too, I don't look at UCLA as – a physical team like that, but they do make plays and they do have athletes. They got dudes. No, definitely. They definitely do every year, but we do too. And this year, I think, uh, I mean, this year kind of feels like that 2016 year. And I think that's just Coach Mack has them kids going. You know, we have a lot of talent on the field, especially on the offensive side. The defense is starting to understand and wake up. See, when we were there in 2016, we had a dominant defense. And defense was loaded. Yeah, exactly. Tedrick and Cheeto. And exactly. But they understood one thing. They understood brotherhood. They understood they needed each other. There's one thing that always stood out when they played, and, and I don't know if it was because of Coach Lovey or just because they knew each other so long. But that whole defense, before the game, they would give each other hugs. 
And that's just a it's a sign of they love each other and they got each other's back. And every every game they went out there and had each other's back. Now, we're going to go from the Buffs straight to the Broncos. We're going to talk about having teammates' backs. Now, look, Baltimore-Raven game, it wasn't the outcome anybody wanted. We're not going to linger on outcomes. It is what it is. We're going to move forward to Kansas City. But I, I was dumbfounded when they ejected you for going after the football. Yeah. Now, in my opinion, knowing Phil Lindsay, the man, and the player, you would never do anything to compromise your football team. You were going after the football in the pile, and – before you jumped on the pile, you watched two guys spear your teammates. Yeah, yeah. So, in my opinion, you're defending your teammates, something that I thought was lacking last year on this football team, and you bring that mentality of don't fuck with my guys, and honestly, I dig it. Yeah. Is, is that pretty much what was going on Sunday? Yeah, I don't want to put you in a bad no, spot. No, no, definitely. Uh, so, like you say, it's, you're in the heat of the moment. You know, you're going against the Ravens. The Ravens is a great, great defense, and they're physical. You know, it, it, it's out there. You're, you're playing a physical sport. Uh, you know, fumbles on the ground. What's the first thing you do? You see people diving all over the pile. Go get the ball. Exactly. So, in in you know, Valdir uh, got the ball. It was kind of still on the ground. Somebody dived in after him. So I dived in too. It's not like I intentionally just went in there and tried to helmet to helmet hit the hit the man. But I'm going for the ball, and I'm gonna make sure I, as well as my my teammates are protected. Uh, he was just coming off a concussion too, and it's just a heat of a moment. I'm not saying I hit, I didn't hit nobody, and I didn't intentionally go in there and try, try to hurt anybody. But this is football, and for me, I'm passionate about what I do. Hey, man, brother, I'd love to play ball with you, Phil. I'll tell you that offensive line. I had Ron and Connor and you know Sam Jones in here this morning, getting down and grinding, and they yeah. they speak very highly of you, three yeah. zero. So you, you keep it up out there defending your football team. Uh, looking forward to Kansas City here a little bit. Uh, they're rolling. Uh, yeah. They're loaded. Mahomes is tearing up the NFL. They got to come into Mile High on Monday night. You've been in, you've seen that yeah. atmosphere in you know week one and week two. Uh, talk a little bit about Kansas City. I know you guys haven't been able to break them down yet, but you know the names. You know Justin Houston's there. You know Jones is there. They got some dudes. Talk to us about Kansas City a little bit. They, they got a lot of weapons. They do. They got a lot of weapons on the offensive and defensive side. Uh, right now they are rolling. They're, it's confidence is sky high. Um, but the thing is they do have to come here. They have to come to Mile High. They got to play against the Denver Broncos. And uh, in the – in NFL, you're gonna win some and lose some, but every every game is is a different game. Every game is a new, it's one and zero now. And it's about going in there and winning battles. As an undrafted guy, Phil, I'm undrafted. You went undrafted. Un, I can't believe you went undrafted, but you did. Uh, and you see that this process. I remember talking to you when we were watching film and getting ready for pro day and the combine and whatnot. And the inaccurate science that is, how they can't measure heart, they don't know what you're going to be like when you throw pads on and how versatile a player can be. One thing that I pride myself on in this room is finding versatile football players and then helping that player adapt mentally. And that's something I watched you attack the board in this room and really buy into personnel groupings and formations. And then, brother, I saw you apply this in preseason and on the practice field and every day, and you're out there picking up blitz looks, and you're doing it on Sunday now. Just talk about your mental progression from your senior year and then all the work that you put in and how it's, it's paying off now on the field. Yeah. First off, you can never stop learning. Every day you're learning something different about the offenses, about the defenses, about schemes to make yourself better. And, uh, you know, like I said, coming from my senior year, I understood our scheme well. But I didn't understand the all-around things that you need to know for the NFL. 
And that's why I came here for with you so that we can get on the board and kind of start to break things down, NFL talk and things like that, uh, which really helped me out when I got into the room. And then on top of that, you know, it's about being patient, understanding that you, you don't have time for mistakes, but you can't also be scared to make mistakes. And that's why you ask questions. That's why you're in there. To this day, I'm still making mistakes. I'm, I'm a young rookie. But the thing is about – and what they t- – and, you know, your coaches tell you is that how, how you handle it in, in being an in NFL football player is making that mistake and going back and changing it the next time. That next play that you have it, go back and change it. And you see that a lot from your vets. You see your vets make a mistake in the next play. You see them change it. And it makes you want well, to make sure that you're on your A game too. So it's all around, you know. It, it, it takes time to understand schemes and defenses. And I'm still learning to this day. All right, we'll lighten it up here a little bit as we uh, get you out of here on McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Uh, we've got 10 good questions. If I can find the hole here. Get in there. Sorry. We got ten good questions for Phil Lindsay. All right. Real quick. All right. Now I was talking to you earlier about warm up tracks, right? Now I've never heard of Mike Sherm, but is this your stuff here? Yeah, I heard this. We're just gonna let it play in the background. So don't knock me out the room, all right? All right, ten quick questions with Phil Lindsay before we get you out of here on McChesney Unchanged. Number one, this is your warm up track. What is this? It's Mike Sherm. So Mike Sherm, he's he's from uh, California area. Honestly, I started learning this stuff from Chido Bell Wuzier. Okay. Uh, I, I really, really, I'm not really into music, but being around Cheeto all the time, being around the Bay Area a lot with him, I start to understand. I understand. Start to understand. A little E40 action. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's always E40. It's always. You got Mike Shern. There's a lot of things that I've learned from Cheeto in it, the dancing and stuff. There. It's just it, it's a it's a cool area to go to if you go to the Bay Area. Yeah, I'm from Santa Cruz, dude. I okay, know all so about yeah, the Bay, baby. So, so yeah. So you know, Cheeto kind of you know turned me to. To like the Bay Area music. Nice, man. I can't wait till you break Cheeto down in the open field and go for 80. (laughs) (laughs) Superman or Batman? Uh, Let's go uh, Superman. Best player you ever played against? Best player I ever played against? Probably Cheeto Bay. Cheeto, okay. In in practice. Ali or Tyson? Uh, Ali. Favorite meal? Um, Steak. uh, Chicken fried steak. Chicken fried steak. I like it. Gravy? Yeah. All up on that. Nom, 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 nom. Mashed potatoes. All right, I like it. Oh man, you make me hungry. Uh, you always say you're not the best athlete in your family. Who is? Yeah, yeah my oldest sister Sparkle. Uh, she played basketball. It's between my, my both my older sisters. One played volleyball. She actually could like touch me with both her, her hands and stuff like that. She played preview A and M. And then my other one, uh, Sparkle. She she was Shuri and Sparkle. Sparkle was the oldest one, so she played basketball. And your brother's a bad man too, isn't yeah, he? A CSU yeah, Pueblo. Pueblo. You got his first touchdown. Shout out to Marcus. Wearing that Deuce Deuce. Yep, yep. They beat the number one team in Texas. I love it, man. Biggie or Pac? Uh, let's go Tupac. Most memorable college football moment. Uh, going in uh, to winning it from the Utah. I love it, yeah, man. The Utah going to the South. Clutching the South. Most hated college football team. Uh, USC. Most hated pro football team. Uh, you know what? It had to be when I was growing up because because the Raiders were a big time thing around here. You know. No, oh, trust me, we hate them still. Yeah, exactly. I know you hate them. I know they hate you now too. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, and you talk about being a Colorado guy and playing for the Buffs and the Broncos. Just before we get you out of here, just elaborate on that. You know that there's some Colorado kid, some mile-high kid out there listening to you and I right now on the McChesney Unchained. And I ended my career with the Broncos after six years. You're currently tearing it up with the Denver Broncos. Just talk about that a little bit before we get you out of here. It's a surreal moment. It's one of the things that, doesn't, that, that does not come around often. 
And so you got to cherish that moment. You got to cherish it. And, and that's why you go to work every day, you know, ready to go and just just happy. And, and, you know, it's a little bit of luck to be able to have this happen to you. There's nothing wrong with that. Phil Lindsay, thank you very much for coming on McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Remember, you can always uh, check out the podcast on iTunes or whatever platform that you use for podcasting. 30, go get a W on Monday Night Football, brother, and keep rolling. You're the kind of guy that the Broncos need on their football team. Foundation football player Phil Lindsay's in the house. All right, thank you. That was my man Phil Lindsay here from Six Zero Studios. Uh, I just wanted to remind everybody real quick that the Six Zero Top Six are now up on BSNDenver.com, and it's it's the first time we've done this, and it's a interactive film breakdown of six plays from the Bronco Raven game from the other night. And I highly encourage you to go on and subscribe and 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 get you know behind the paywall on bsndenver.com and check this out because it is the most interactive thing you're going to see, I promise you. So go check out the 6-0 Top 6 and learn something about the game. We'll be getting that glossary of terms up too so people actually know what the hell we're talking about. All right, uh, big thanks to Phil Lindsay uh, for coming on the show and, and being so transparent and talking shop. Uh, that, that kid's a leader, and it's just a matter of time before he has a C on his chest for the Denver Broncos, damn proud of number 30 and everything he's accomplished uh, after all the hard work we saw him put in here uh, for the for the combine training and for uh, prep for the National Football League, both on the board and mentally and in the lab. I mean, the, the guy did so much for himself, and it's, it's the way things are supposed to work in the NFL. So hats off, 30, keep it up. Um, all right, so uh, look. When you talk about the Broncos and the Ravens, you can recap this pretty easily, in my opinion. They adjusted. We didn't. After Phil Lindsay got kicked out of the game, the Broncos were searching for identity, in my opinion. I think that the Broncos let the calls kind of get to them. Instead of trying to overcome the penalties, they were very disgruntled about them a lot of hands to the sky you know like who me looking around rather than being angry about it and going back and trying to rectify it I am really really concerned about 72 I'm concerned not only is he getting beat like a drum and he's doing a lot of the same things again I was on the fan talking about this yesterday with Cecil Lammy and Pritchard repetitive process it's good if you can if you're repetitive with little things like drive catch technique and independent hands because then that changes because it's independent. It's not the same thing every time. But if you if he's constantly skip setting out, and you can see this on the six zero top six, we talk about it on a run play and a pass play. Skipping out, his hands low, oversetting, not understanding the angles of offensive tackle and the angle of the pass rusher, the down and distance, where the quarterback is, the slide protection rules, the front in front of him. All that stuff plays into whether or not you can play fast or whether or not you're thinking. I think Garrett's thinking a lot, and he's got Ron Leary next to him. And I work with Ron, man. Ron was in here yesterday grinding. I work with Ron. And... Ron's one of the smartest dudes in football. So if, if if Garrett's struggling next to Ron Leary, I know Ron's communicating with him. It's something more than just football. And I think that this kid gets down on himself really bad. And I wish that he could just figure out a way to stop worrying and just focus on improving because you can't do anything. When you lose, you focus on the loss and not improving. When you win close, you can focus on improving. Now all they hear is loser, loser, loser. So that's how he thought. And he thought about it on Sunday all night. He thought about it on Monday all day. And you could hear it in the press conferences and how he was talking. So 
I wish that 72 would let me help him. I really do. I, I mean, I begged Leary and, and Connor and Sam Jones yesterday to talk to him, to try and get him in the room. I'm not saying that I'm the, the end-all, be-all, best coach in the world, but damn it, it, my way works here. And if you put in the work, it will work. And Garrett's a great athlete and a good player, and I know I can help 72, so I, I wish that he would let me. So we'll see what happens there, but this notion that all of a sudden he's going to catch a break because Kansas City's defense is ranked 30th is total horseshit. Justin Houston balled out on Sunday and destroyed uh, McGlinchey, the rookie from, from the 49ers, was eating him alive. And Garrett Bowles and the rookie from the 49ers might as well be the same fucking guy. So careful what you wish for. You may get the 30th-ranked defense in here, but Justin Houston is a top-five pass rusher in the NFL and still is and is going to wreak havoc. We're going to talk about that a ton more on Friday, BSN, uh, McChesney Unchained. And we'll have Cliff Kingsbury, uh, the Texas Tech head coach who, who developed Pat Mahomes and, and coached him at Texas Tech. We're going to have an interview from him talking about Pat and everything that he brings to the table and how special he's been up to this point. And we'll elaborate more on Kansas City then. And then we're also going to talk a lot of college football on Friday. And we're going to have uh, the offensive coordinator from the University of Colorado, Darren Chivarini, on the show. And we'll talk to him about the progression of the bus for, through the first three games of the season to this point and moving into the conference schedule and trying to get a big W Friday night against UCLA. So uh, we'll bring you all that on Friday when we talk some college football and we talk more about the Chiefs. Uh, all right, so 72, we'll see. Uh, is for the guy, is Case Keenum the answer for the Denver Broncos? After three games, I'm concerned about three touchdown, five picks. I don't think it's time to change anything. I think that's ridiculous. Stay the course. You're two and one. If Monday night's competitive and he can go toe-to-toe and he can go have a high completion percentage and, and be effective in the red zone where he was lights out last year for Minnesota and it just hasn't been the same this year. Yeah, I think that he can be the the guy here, and I think he can be the guy here and be very effective. He needs help from his offensive line, primarily his left tackle. The left tackle is supposed to be a guy that can block anybody one-on-one and we can slide away from. When you're getting 40-yard plays taken back and two holding penalties in a game, plus sacks, plus pressures, that's going to get in any quarterback's head, and you can tell he's antsy in the pocket because he doesn't want to get hit from behind because 72 is struggling. That said, you know, McGovern had two holding penalties. I don't think that they were as egregious as Bowles and they shouldn't have been called, but whatever. I thought Ron Leary's personal foul was horseshit too. But if the refs are going to call the game like that, it's what it is. Case Keenum, the, the skill players need to help him. Sutton dropping the ball, Demarius dropping the ball the way he has. It's not helping. Emmanuel Sanders dropped a third down the other day. If they can catch the football consistently, they're going to help four out a ton more. He, they're they're going to be you know moving the ball more and, and more more points and more consistent drives. The interceptions are a problem, but they're also playing from behind in every game. They led for what like nine seconds against Oakland. Great, they were coming from behind in that game the whole game. They were coming from behind Seattle and they're coming from behind against Baltimore. So they got to throw the ball more and take more chances. I don't give a shit about the interceptions if we're competitive, as long as they're not consistent like it needs to stop Uh, okay we get it you were forcing stuff the first three weeks trying to fit in as the quarterback here and you know make everybody believe that you're the guy for the future but now they're starting to question 
So go out against Kansas City and show the calm, collected veteran you are and outplay the the rook, essentially, and Pat Mahomes. Outplay the rookie on Monday Night Football, and we'll see what we can see. It, Case Keenum needs a huge night on Monday night, not only to change the narrative in Denver, but to change the narrative nationally that it was the system in my, Minnesota and Mike Zimmer looks pretty smart not committing to him and all this shit. I think Case is going to be fine. I'm going to keep riding with number four. I think he can get better, and you can't just sit here and minimize all the mistakes. But if you're sitting here saying bench or fire, if you want to bench Keenum or fire VJ at this point, I'm going to question your football IQ. I'm not saying I'm look, I'm not saying they're above scrutiny. I'm saying the Broncos are two and one. And they've shown a lot of heart in the first three weeks, not quitting, and a lot of grit being nasty and running the football. I think if they can figure a couple things out an extra day this week, preparing for Kansas City might help. I think it's a big platform where they didn't prepare and, and didn't perform well last year in big time platforms. This is an opportunity to go prepare and perform well on a big time platform on Monday Night Football. And I think that they will rise to the occasion and you will be very pleasantly surprised Tuesday morning, whether they win or lose. I think that you'll be very proud of a tight loss and, and the way they played. And you'll be very proud of, of, a, of a big win when and if they do it. And we'll talk about that more here on Friday on McChesney Unchained. Um, I do I do think this. I think that Vance would I think would benefit VJ to maybe take some of the play calling away from Joe Woods at some point. In the game if he's not happy with the way things are going, you're the head coach, bro. Take the reins. Take the play calling away from Joe Woods and go. Don't sit there and wait. It's going to be your ass on the line when it comes down to it. So don't wait. Get the job done. And if you got to take the reins from Joe Woods and, and change up some of these calls and change them up, you can only play cover one with a single high safety so much before they figure it out. You know, if both the corners are on the same side in two-by-two two formations, it's man coverage. They can figure it out. When you've got Joe Flacco, okay, of all people, coming out after the ball game and saying they could have thrown the ball 55 times and still been in a position to be productive and win, that sucks. That is not what you want here in Denver, especially after the years and years of the no-fly zone and, and how kick-ass that entire team was and how they did things. I mean, it just can't fucking happen. So we'll see what happens there. Um, again, this is McChesney Unchained on the BSN podcast network bsendeavor.com go check out the six zero top six it's up right now i'll be retweeting it at six zero strength and at bsn unchained as well as bsendenver.com and bsendenver on twitter um so check it all out big thanks to kyle turley and neuroxpf.com uh for their contributions today on mcchesney unchained a big up to phil Lindsay, uh, my man for coming in studio and, and giving us a good 10 minutes and having a little bit of fun with us and remember 30 we will ride with you to the end of the earth man you're the kind of dude we need here in the mile high city to turn uh that bronco running game around and be a solid force here for years to come so keep it up all right keep it up pitbull this is mcchesney unchained on the bsn denver podcast network episode five is a wrap we will see you on friday folks go buffs go broncos we are out